In today's episode, we're speaking once again to the amazing Sarah Van Hoos. Sarah is a small business and a finance coach. She helps, she's helping entrepreneurs increase intentionality with their time, talent, and money to thrive in a life they call and they're so-called to lead. She owns and operates an online coaching business, Journey to Influence. As a trained Ramsey preferred finance master coach, she makes money stuff, money stuff simple and easy to understand. Going back to the basics. In today's episode, we're speaking to Sarah about how to avoid a financial hangover. Let's find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. Once again, we have the beautiful, the wonderful, the charming Sarah Van Hoos. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Gul. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Sarah, everyone's heard your intro once again and they know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yeah. Uh, I help people get clear and be intentional with their time, their money, and their talent. My favorite one is really focusing on their money so they can have more options and really live the life that they're called to lead. Wonderful. And so today's topic we're talking about is actually very perfect for this time of the year, which is how to avoid holiday fan- a holiday financial hangover um so you know a lot of people have a, i don't drink but a lot of people do drink a lot during the holidays and they have hangovers but they also spend a lot of money and so they have financial hangovers so get us started how do we how do we how do we avoid this how do we budget for it how do we plan for this yes holiday hangovers <laughs> are a real thing like you said right there's a, they come in a variety of different ways and what I see so often is, um, you know, people, the, the new year rolls over into January, we're making yeah. new resolutions, right? And then we see our, you know, credit card statement, and we see just what the damage was done, right, over yeah. the holidays, or how much you spent. And it's not just on gift giving, right? The holidays in general, really, you know, from November through December, there's lots yeah. of extra parties, there's di- lots of different meals out, there's a lot of different events and, and things that will end up costing a little bit more money. Yeah. Um, I I like to, um, to coach people through making up, making a plan for their holidays, really kind of in a non-emotional time and state. So really like early November, you know, even into the fall, like take a little look right at your calendar in the coming couple of months. Like what, what do you actually want it to look like? Hmm. There are a lot of, um, pieces of obligation, I think that fall into the holidays. And, um, I've found that as I mature, um, I am much more willing to, say no, or not right now, or not this year, in order to keep um, the sanity, right, the peace, um, and some of that financial contentment also like within my schedule, my calendar, and my finances. So really kind of taking a look at like, do I really want to go to all the parties this year? I don't know, like, maybe I'm just gonna pick one, Um, Mm -hmm. looking ahead and seeing how you really want to spend your time and your money, ultimately, right? How where you're going to spend your time sometimes um, is indicative of how you're going to spend your money as well. So looking ahead and seeing what you want to do. Um, gift giving is a big part of our holiday expense um, traditionally. Yeah. 
and yeah. getting clear on who you want to buy for, you know, kind of take a look in advance and write down the list of people. And, and again, like give some grace or flex, like put a couple of extra blank spaces, right. Of people that you might've forgotten, right. Give yourself a little list of who you're shopping for. You're, you're naughty in your nice list mm. and then um, assign a dollar amount. Um, or maybe you already have a gift in mind that you want to get them about how much are you going to spend really kind of like get clear in advance around what your budget is going to look like. Um, and then start to hold yourself to it. You know, if you spend $50, you know, on grandma, um, and, um, 150, right on your niece, you know, add it up, you know, start to make a plan and, and see if you, if you only spend 40 on grandma and you spend a little bit more right on your niece, that's fine. Right. Like get, you know, get, get, uh, get close to your overall budget. Don't be so restrictive right in the, in the granular, but make sure your overall plan is supportive of what you want to do financially. Okay, so let's let's break this down in terms of the the kind of steps we can give them. Step one would be to actually have a uh, look at your calendar and look at what parties you have invites to or the ones you normally go to, the kind of money you spend on it. And I think people don't even think about it. So when you mentioned this, it got to me that. I actually, you know, if I go to parties, I don't really think about the costs involved, but there are um, that could involve with, you know, buying extra outfits or uh, makeup or a gift that you take to the party because you can't go empty handed. Um, and the time as well, like if you're catching a cab, I mean, I don't, again, I don't drink, so I don't have issues with that. But a lot of times, in, especially around Christmas time, you'd be catching a cab, then cab back because obviously you're drinking, so you're not driving. And so those right. factors are involved as well. And so if you actually add all those costs up, even if you're going to just a normal party with a gift and just a cab fare, that can add up significantly. And I don't didn't really think about it until you start mentioning because, yeah, for the average person, it would be a lot of money because you have to catch a cab. You, you obviously can't, right. can't be either you either don't drink or you don't drive, one or the other. Right. Um, and people don't really think about those things because I'm just getting a party. What's you know, I'm, you know, I'm not paying for anything. Yes, you are because yeah. there are hidden costs involved. So step one would be open up your calendar and see, okay, what events you want to go to. And uh, and then obviously there are going to be holidays. So if you have families, yeah, especially young children, where are you going to take your kids for Christmas for various mm-hmm. events, you know, the, the Christmas grotto or whatever else. These things are, it's all fun to do, but they involve costs. And we don't right. estimate for these things. I mean, I remember, I'm a money person. I remember... When my kids were little, they're obviously a lot older now. So, but you know, I don't even celebrate Christmas. I really did it for cultural reasons because obviously it's Christmas time. You do these things, right? Um, and there's cost involved. You go, you go to the mall, you go, you know, you go for shopping and you just buy them, you know, just drinks and whatever and make a you know day out of it. And then they go and see the Santa and they sit in the lap and blah, blah. That all has costs involved. It may be five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds or dollars for you guys, but those costs add up. Right. Okay? So right. step one. So if we say, step one, be realistic in terms of your past, you know, previous years, what events are you planning on going and what costs would be involved? Is that right? Yeah, right. So your right, your calendar, right? So taking a look at those events and then gifts, right? Gifts is kind of the obvious ones, right? Yeah. That we, we think about and assign some dollar amount to typically. Um, you need to think about decor, right? Do you need a new you know, angel on top of your tree? Do you need new light stand strands mm-hmm. outside of the oh, house? Yeah. Do you need it? Right. So there's some decor replacement often. And then like we said, food and drink, right? Are you hosting something? Are you going to, you know, buy a case of wine so that you can bring a bottle every time that you go to a party? Are you gifting that? So 
there are um, some of those like food and drink expenses to be realistic about as well. This is the other thing I don't be have put a wishful amount on it, you know, try to be realistic about what you're actually going to do, but starting to, to label out what you could spend money on. And then realistically, what does it look like in order to estimate, estimate what some of those expenses are? All right. So here's a big question. Um, what if you, when you go down the list and you realize, oh my God, I'm going to go, I'm planning on going to about five events over the next between now and Christmas. And, and that's actually a very conservative number, but I think people do a lot more than five. Um, so I'm going to five events that I have to go to for family for other reasons and gifts and travel costs and all the other associate costs, whatever. Um, this is amounting to about a thousand quid you know, because of, you know, we're hosting one event and we have people coming over and whatever else, that's a lot of money. Oh, shoot. How do I, you know, how do I reduce this? How, how do you, once you realize how much you have, how do you go about cutting costs and how do you reduce the amount? I think you do have to determine whether or not you want to reduce them or not. Okay. So first things first, you're drawing awareness to what, what it's going to look like. And if you're uncomfortable with that number, um, then you need to make revisions. Some, sometimes you see it and you're like, okay, well now I know. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to, you know, stick to my plan. Um, but if the number makes you uncomfortable and it, most of the time it does, right. A lot of times it's like, Ooh, I had no idea that I mm-hmm. actually maybe spent that amount of money. Then, then you start to peel back until there's a number that does make you feel comfortable. Um, and at this point, it's not even about whether you have the money or don't have the money, right? Is it in your savings account or are you putting it on a credit card? It's like, is the amount that you're intending to spend, right? Does that kind of gut check feel okay to you? And and why, right? Or why not? Um, are we going to these parties? Are we spending this money for somebody else's benefit or for somebody else's approval or somebody else, you know, some level of obligation? Or is this something that you really want to do? Now, that's a powerful question. That's a really powerful question because I think a lot of the time, especially around the holidays, we do things out of obligation and custom rather than because we want to do them or because we feel it brings us joy. We do it because we've done it every single year. It's the done thing and, you know, we have to do it. So how, now that's a question, how do we, once we've determined, oh shoot, I really don't want to be doing this. I really don't want to be going to this family's house. It's my cousin, you know, second cousin, and they always make me feel uncomfortable and I hate it and whatever else. How do we take the next step of saying no? It, it's the, this is the most difficult piece, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes people are more willing to, you know, spend the money, spend the time in order to avoid the conversation, right? Or, or avoid the, um, the discomfort of that. It takes, I just, I think it takes practice you know, and sometimes you need somebody to help kind of guide you with the, help practice conversation around it, you know, talk to your best friend, right, about how you might, you know, role play this out a little bit. Ultimately, like, if, if you think the day, the event, the expense is going to cause you angst or regret down the down the road, uh, it's, it's not worth it. So if it's 10 minutes of discomfort, right, or a whole evening or a whole month having to pay this back or whatever it might look like, we need to start choosing the joy, the true joy for ourselves, mm. um, for our families. We really, we really need to start valuing that more um, than than valuing the comfort of avoiding discomfort. Mm. I think that's so important. 
I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Okay, so so we've we've, we've addressed um, our calendars. We've worked out... Uh, you know the, the events we're going to go to the part the, the gifts we may need to take and uh, the costs involved what other things can we do to avoid financial hangover mm-hmm. again that, like that awareness is important and and gaining comfort in in what your number is um, especially I, I would love for you to um, make sure that you're sticking to your plan right whatever that looks like so having some checks and balances whether or not it's each each Sunday evening, you're kind of looking back and seeing like what were your expenses were this week um, to keep you accountable to what your plan Mm -hmm. was. That can be a huge component of that. Um, And ultimately, I want us to start planning ahead. (laughs) Christmas is not, you know, the holidays in general, they come around every November and December, you know, each year, right? So how are you making a plan in advance um, to spend the holidays the way that you want to spend them? And, And right, we're talking about spending both financially, but you know, the, the time commitment, we've touched on that quite a bit, right. Is also really important. Really spend them the way that you want to spend them. And, um, I, I love going into the holiday season because I've planned for it in advance. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not worried about, um, the financial end of it. You know, I've been setting aside just a little bit of money each month in order to have, have enough funds for what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months. And also the time, you know, I, I, I know what I'm going to say no to. And eventually they stop asking <laughs> because I don't really want to go, you know, and, and really can be intentional with my time. Um, with again, like uh, for those with young families, you know, we only have our kids at home for really a short period of time. Yeah. Um, so let's really be intentional with the way that we are spending, spending those, those years with them too. Amazing. I think I, uh, I really agree with you there, but one, we need to figure out the time we're spending, you're right, and who we're spending with. And then it's your pre-planning it. I think that, like like anything, if you plan for November, December, starting from January, mm-hmm. then when November, December comes, you can go in with, with, with stress-free and you can look forward to it like you are, rather than actually sure. judging it. I remember when I was little, I, I was, you know, after, uh, literally after, Christmas, we would have these. Ad- I don't know if they are now, but they see the adverts on TV. Not much much TV, much at all now. But you used to have watched the TV, and all these ads would come up. Next year's Christmas, you know, planning it, putting money aside, and and these. I think catalogs. would put. You could put money into that catalog every month, mm-hmm. and then come December time, you can order gifts from it or something like that. And I think I prefer just put money aside in a jar somewhere. Uh, and and uh, you know once you have once Christmas comes along or when November comes along, you're, you've got the jar ready to buy the gifts, whatever you need to give. And you can obviously you know how much money you've spent the year before, so you can plan accordingly. Um, right. So how I you know so we should be in order for us to truly avoid the financial hangover, we need to really plan from January, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that depending on kind of where you're at in your um. Um, in your financial journey, sometimes you might have to spend January and February recovering from this yeah. uh, particular November, December. Um, mm-hmm. But as soon as you can kind of get past that, like, let's get started. Don't wait until November. Don't don't even wait until September, October. Like, as soon as you can, 
um, put put aside, right? We have more awareness now around what you're spending. Yeah. Start to put that, you know, divide it by 10 or how many ever months you have and put a little aside. It's really going to, for me, it really transitioned the holidays from being, like you said, stressful and a, a feeling like a burden, you know, or an obligation, right? To buy something and like, oh, got to put that on a credit card. I'm going to be thinking about Aunt Rose's, you know, gift that I got her in February. Like that doesn't, that feels terrible mm-hmm. instead of like intentionally being like, oh, I can't wait to go gift shopping. I can't wait, right, to go to that party. I can't wait to buy a new dress. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that, you know, how I planned for it you know, in my business. So I've got multiple businesses and uh, I know that we're going to be giving out Christmas bonus. Um, and in order for me to give out the Christmas bonus, instead of making it putting extra pressure on December, uh, mm. we, you know, we, we planned beforehand. So I just planned a few months beforehand. So every month we would just put a little bit extra on the side and come December, we, I'd, I'd have to worry about where the money's going to come from because the money's really sitting there waiting in the bank account to be able to pay our Christmas right. bonus to our, all our, uh, our employees. And it makes them them happy and makes me happy. And there's still no extra pressure or burden on the finances of the company because we've pre-planned it. So now I'm looking, I, exactly you just said, I'm looking forward to giving that bonus. And I know they'll be happy because they didn't get it the previous years. They haven't got bonuses for the previous years. I've only bought this company in recently. So hopefully we'll now be able to get it. So that first year they'll get a, after a few years, they'll get a bonus. But it was planned beforehand. So it wouldn't it'd be, it's a happy occasion for them and for myself rather than stressing about it. Yes, exactly, exactly. What I'm hearing from you from both Friday Beach and today is it's about in order for us to have a smoother transition from one part of our life to the other or, or go from going from normal time to holidays and so forth, it's just to plan, plan our time and plan our money. And mm-hmm. if you have a plan for your money, it's a lot easier, um, you know, it's, it makes life a lot easier. I remember there's a, there's a quote from Rob, Robert Babson who says, it's much better to tell your dollars where to go than to ask where your money, where you went afterwards. So if you <laughs> if you have intention for your money, it's much better than asking, hey, where did you go? <laughs> you were here one minute, <laughs> gone the next. And yeah, but far too many of us are just questioning ourselves like, huh, I had all this money, where did it go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even recently when I, when I was thinking about it, and sometimes you do over budget and you have to account for that too. Um, and I think you give yourself, I mean, that's the next part to talk about. Yes, it's all well and good to have a plan, but sometimes unexpected things can happen. You can go slightly over budget. I think give us, put yourself off the hook, give yourself, forgive yourself for it and just learn and make sure you have a bit more of contingency um, money available next year. Um, right. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about my holiday at the moment. We had, um, we had and I thought I, I left sufficient amount in my, in my budget for the holiday. But the kids fell ill and we had to call the doctors and other things. And then the passes are bought, something went wrong and I had to buy it. Even though I was going to get a refund later, at that time, the outlay was out of my pocket, which meant that I, you know, went not in a certain amount over the budget and and, uh, taking money out from my my savings rather than actually the the budget I had. Instead of being angry with myself, it's just that's something that you need to understand. That was just for my holiday. But generally for even when you're planning, I think, when people are really strict about, oh my God, I've had, I've gone on my budget, I've done this, and you know, I, I, it doesn't work for me. I think if you have, a bit of, as we talked about in Friday Future, have a bit of an adaptability, have a bit of right. a flexibility around this that you can plan, you can plan as well as you can. But sometimes you may go over budget, and you can plan it. So how how would you ask someone to look at it and think, oh, I'm a failure, I messed up because I, you know, I, I couldn't stick to the budget. You are not the failure, right? Like 
your budget just had an error, right? You, you need a little bit more buffer in your budget. Yeah. Um, budgets are just forecasts, right? It's, it's not, um, it's, <laughs> it doesn't tell you who you are, right? Or how you are as a person. You are not a bad budgeter, right? You just need to make a, continue to revise your plan that no budget. I, I don't know anybody that has a perfect budget month. I mean, that just feels a little crazy, mm-hmm. you know? So you just need to just, you keep perfecting it. You keep getting better. You keep creating more awareness around your spending, your patterns, even your triggers, you know, like what triggers you right to spend or to save, right. To hoard your money. And mm-hmm. you're going to, you keep learning about yourself. You learn about your habits and you, and you continue to forecast a better and better plan. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So what other steps can we take to make sure that we don't end up going into, um, you know, financial hangover starting next year? I mean, a lot of the times people, you know, this, uh, when they're together with their partners and so forth, a lot of arguments happen because of money. So how can mm-hmm. we avoid that too? Because that ends up being part of the hangover. You're, you're, you've got the financial hangover, so is your partner, and you end up bickering and you're, you're both stressed and it just causes lots of tension in the house. How do we avoid all of that? You know, good old fashioned communication, right? Helps with all of that. So making sure that you're not making a pl- your plan in a silo, you know, or just by yourself, right? Early in mm-hmm. the morning, right? In- involve your involve your family, involve your spouse, make sure you're on the same page about what that looks like. Or, you know, it's got to be some level of compromise, right? Sometimes related mm-hmm. to that as well. Um, we were just recently talking to our kids about what we wanted to do, you know, over the holidays. And, um, my, we have traditionally gone to um, our family's homes um, on Christmas. And this year, my husband's like, actually, I, I really want to stay home this year. And I really want to start a new family tradition. So whatever that ends up looking like, there'll be, it'll be a shift in our time and mm-hmm. also our finances and, um, and a new, new season, right, for us as a family. So just talking those things through to make sure that there's... Um, synergy right and what we want to do as a family again like we want to keep the peace and the joy and do the things that um that that really feel good over the holiday wonderful wonderful okay so on that note let's wrap this up so what would be your parting advice um or summary of what you just said for you know for someone who to avoid financial hangover during the holidays Mm. yeah take a look at your calendar make a plan for your time make a plan for your money in advance check in on your plan, right? As you enter and go through the holiday and practice saying no. If that feels really, really hard for you, I want you just to practice, you know, just say no to one thing. Like just, it's not as bad as you think, you know? So just give yourself a challenge to to step out of something that you really don't want to do. Um, and and I believe that that, um, that first no will lead you to more joy and it's going to lead to more no's, which ultimately are more yeses for you. Fabulous, fabulous. So tell Sarah, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you the internet? Yes, I'd love to see you over on Instagram. I'm at Journey to Influence um, or over on my website, myjourneytoinfluence.com. And right now there is um, a free holiday spending challenge too. So we're, this this is happening at the same time. It's a 10-day holiday um, challenge. So if you want to get serious about making your plan um, for this year, join me in that free challenge. Wonderful. So if you are listening to us on the podcast and the links that uh, Sarah just mentioned would be in the show notes, add if you're watching on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links for Sarah just mentioned as well. Go check her out. And I think she definitely should join her um, 10-day challenge um, to, to learn and to work out how to spend without having financial hangover in January. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. It's been a pleasure talking to you. 
Thank you, God. I loved being here. And thank you for listening to me and Sarah today. I will be back on Money Talkies with another amazing guest, finding out how you and I can build a better life and build build a better business. Until the next time, meet. This is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.